Hey, Wedding Confessionals listeners, it's Brooke just coming in early to remind you that this is actually the second part of our fun conversation with Cheryl Massengill of the Old Maids podcast. So if you haven't heard part one and want to learn a little bit more about Cheryl, jump back to episode 58, not the episode previously before this, because we cut it on half and shoved in a royal wedding recap in between. So um, hop back to episode 58 to hear part one of our convo with Cheryl to learn a little bit more about her history with weddings. And if you have already listened to part one, well, enjoy part two, where we get into some wedding confessionals. Something borrowed, something blue, give us all your juicy news and I think, though, man, we're ready to hop into the confessionals. I think so. We get you. Sweet. We feel you. And we support you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you. That's what I need in two MCs for my wedding. So that's great. So now we're going to start the wedding actual confessionals. Mm -hmm. So we're going to read the listeners submitted confessionals, all anonymous, all in hopefully good fun. Maybe a little bit of ranting. Um, we shall see. Yes. So Pam, do you want to go first? I do. Okay. Hit me. This is a long one. Oh, be, good. Because be I don't like when you give me the long ones. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't nervous. for you. Yeah. I know. I appreciate that. I look out for you, Brooke. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. All right. Dear Wedding Confessionals, I just want to say I love the podcast. Well, then we Yay, love this confessional. Thank you. Yes. I'm not, <laughs> sh- <laughs> I'm not sure if you've ever explored the topic of copycat brides slash weddings, but I am in a situation where I'm dealing with just that. I've been married now almost two years. I planned my wedding pretty much by myself with some help from my mom. Overall, I was so proud of my accomplishment and happy with how the day turned out. Hands down the best day of my life. Well, now my best friend is getting married and I'm returning the favor of being in her wedding. While I love my friend, I've noticed in the past five years or so, she's been subtly copying things that I do. I get a new car, she gets one. I bought a house, she buys one. I get a dog, she gets one too. The list goes on. If I... If I have it, she's got to have it too. I've been patient with this behavior for some time now, and she's getting married, and it's gotten out of control. Long story short, she's copying much of my wedding from the dress to the rehearsal dinner, right down to the gifts I gave my bridal party. She's changed some aspects like the color, but that's where the differences stop. Now, I get wedding that weddings in many aspects can be similar, However, it annoys me as I put so much effort into planning my big day and she's just turning around and copying it and pasting my vision onto hers. To make matters worse, she never acknowledged that she even liked anything about my wedding. I actually recall while I was planning, she mentioned some things I did were not for not her taste, but yet now she suddenly has amnesia and claims she's always enjoyed them. If I mention this fact, she claims to forget what I had at mine. I doubt I doubt it because she's asked to use several items from my wedding. I want to be happy for her, but it's just downright annoying to watch somebody copy your labor of love and try to pass it off as their own. I want her to enjoy her day, but I also want hers to be her vision, not mine. Imitation is supposed to be flattery, but I'm not enthused. I always thought my day would be uniquely my own, but now I feel like she's gone too far. Is this something even worth addressing deeper or should I just continue to ignore it and move on from not cool with the copycat? 
Wow. Wow. So I'm just going to start by saying that I think that the letter writer is trying to ask us for permission to get into a fight with her friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pissed. Can I bring this up? That's really, that's, that's the condensed wine reduction sauce. That's the Reader's Digest version. (laughs) That's the drunken pasta. That's the drunken pasta and stuff that's left after we pull out the noodles. Okay. That's That's what she wants to know. Yeah. So let's, we don't have to answer that right away because I want to walk through this yeah. for a minute. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. that's the real question. Can mm-hmm. I start a fight with my friend? That mm-hmm. she's in her mm-hmm. wedding. Oh, yeah, she's in it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, Cheryl, hmm. thoughts? thoughts? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I mean, I think. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, let me try that Beth impression again. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, like, the I totally understand. Like, I'm someone who really wants to be original and then fears when I'm not original and then also thinks, like, is really anything that any of us could do in a wedding actually original anyway? You know, like it's mm-hmm. lots of copying what other people have done, like wearing white to your wedding is copying like every other bride, you know. So there's like a certain amount where like it's not actually going to be original, but like it sounds like probably a lot of like passive aggressive comments have happened at this point, And I despise passive aggression so much where it's like, oh, interesting that you gave this gift. Um, huh. I seem dreamer. like lots of like roundabout ways and so I guess I feel like like I think she just does have to let it go though because unless she's gonna have like a direct conversation then it's like unless you're straight up gonna be like hey I did these things and this bothers me like otherwise you can't just keep saying these like weird passive-aggressive comments until after she's I don't know names her child the same thing you name your child or I don't know (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Pam (laughs) I have I have a little bit of experience with this. Ooh, not interesting. Not from my <laughs> wedding, um, but I had a roommate that did this, and she oh. she copied a lot of things that I did. Like, um, I mean everything, just from food that I ate. You know, we would grocery shop, but it's like I would bring things home, and then all of a sudden she would, and she mm. just she copied. And it's just, Wait, it's subtle. You're mad at her for buying the same groceries as you? <laughs> no, I mean, you asked wanted, for a thing. Like, this was years ago. Yeah. But she, I, I mean. I make you sound crazy. <laughs> I made kidding. scrambled eggs and no, then it she bothered made you. scrambled it eggs. It got under your skin. It clearly, like, you yeah. noticed. You can't stop noticing. That's just kind of how it works, right? It's, I yeah. mean, yeah. It's just one of those things that, yeah, if it's subtle it's very subtle so but it happens and if it's a lot of things then all of a sudden you're like what the hell this what is, is going mm-hmm. on showing my yeah. age but the yeah. movie single white female exactly 
Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm too scared to watch that. Is that a scary movie? Don't watch that movie. It's a little it's scary. scary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little scared, but I know the reference. <laughs> I'm a fraidy cat. But yeah, the idea of that movie is that this woman had a roommate that moved in and then slowly started like taking o- like mimicking her and then her life trying yeah. to take over life. And then like the idea was like to kill her and then just really take over her life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Spoiler. I mean, as long as she's marrying a different guy, I think then like you know hopefully she's not actually trying to like take over her marriage or anything but you know (laughs) but I've heard I mean with friends too like you have a lot of similarities that's why you're friends so you know you do have a lot of things that you enjoy or things like that so I mean yeah I understand you did put a lot of time and effort and maybe you were one of the first that got married and you know I mean my thing is, getting back to what Brooke is saying, should you get in a fight with your your friend over this? The answer is no. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I. There's a couple things that I think. When we start, this clearly isn't something that came up because, I mean, this is being heightened because it's coming up in the wedding. But I think, yes. like you said, yes. you mentioned the car thing and the, you know, there's been a couple other instances. And I think that, how do I say this without shitting on your friend? You're probably a really confident person that knows what you want in life. And that's a fucking gift. And not everybody gets that. So when you're like, I'm going to get a car and with all the confidence you go out there and you know exactly what you want, you figure it out, blah, blah, blah. You're a go-getter. You're probably a type a, and you're a person that does that. And this friend that you have is probably somebody that naturally is hesitant for certain you know decisions or whatever and is a little bit more less of an alpha Mm -hmm. and kind of sees you potentially as maybe a little aspirational not to try to put you on a pedal but there are times where you look at certain friends yeah we're like wow Mm -hmm. she's got her shit together like I'm trying to get my shit together like and she did it that means yeah I can do I can do this too like there's an example Mm -hmm. in front of me that shows me real world example that this can be done whatever it is sure and to a point that's really great about friends and that's really Mm -hmm. a supportive system but I understand where you're coming from where you're like I did all the heavy lifting I'm the one that did the the hours on Pinterest yes or you know know, with the car shopping or whatever else it was like there is a lot of that grunt work and it's really easy to cut and paste someone else's idea than it is to create from scratch it's always easier to edit than it is to create mm-hmm. sure you're not wrong yeah and yeah is it possible that she's doing this a little bit yeah mm-hmm. you're not wrong mm-hmm. it's probably that she does see you as a little bit of aspirational or she's kind of drawing a blank at what to do and is like well that went pretty well maybe i'll just do that. she just yeah, she just may be a not very creative person either. Like, it might just be that, like, I think there's people who are really trailblazers and then there's people who it's like, I don't know, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. And so, like, she just may not be very, like, original or creative. And, like, yeah, I think that is the point where you, like, the part of the email of saying, like, imitation is a, you know, form of flattery is, like, I think take it for the flattery. And then also I'd say, like, are you right to be upset about this? Yes. You are right to be upset about this. It's, it's okay if it bothers you. Mm-hmm. Like, and then also like <laughs> letting us just say like, yes, it's okay. That bothers you. And also like now get over it is kind of probably where it needs to be at this yeah, point. Cause it sounds like you're thoughtful enough that you didn't have this argument yet. You wrote this mm-hmm. email to us. Yeah. 
Which yep. means that you're mindful enough to know that you don't just want to lash out at somebody. You're like, is this a little nuts? Should I do this? Like you already have the back of your mind. Like you don't want to be hurtful. You want to be thoughtful. And I think that's really cool about you and really nice is the fact that you've been holding back so far because you know that like completely erupting on this person is maybe not the right thing to do. And the thing about like yeah. you were talking about, are you right to be mad? You, for the most part in life, you can't ever control your actual emotions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Emotions exactly. are what they are. You feel what you feel. What you can control are your actions. Your reaction. Yep. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, have that emotion. Get sure. it out. It sounds like you're doing it right now on this podcast. Yep. yep. You know, call a distant friend that doesn't know this woman at all and just be like, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. Let it, Get out. it out. Yep. Yes. Let it out. Put it in the burn book. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just quoting the girls, but um, distribute it all over your high school. Exactly, but no, but the idea of being like, I understand if you need to vent to somebody about it, and that's totally normal. Yes, but I, I don't know. I, I just think long term, I don't think it's going to help this relationship of your friend. Yeah. That I think that you've known this person a very long time, and this one awkward part of your lives where you feel like maybe there's a copycat weirdness going on that maybe makes you uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, she's going to get married and it's going to be over and you got to move. You know what I mean? Then you'll be friends again. And then this won't be the conflict. But the other thing I was thinking about is that Cheryl, when you were saying that this letter writer is clearly pretty creative and pretty inventive on her own and that she's done all this, like in many different aspects of her life has been like one of those Mm -hmm. person people that just kind of boom, I'm going to get this done. Let's start. Let's go. And it's like just the person that fires up the engines and runs. I think that you could potentially take that energy and help your friend who potentially might be flailing a little bit and be like, how can I help? How can I help? I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. Put me to use. The other thing you can do, and this is just the selfish part of me that's thinking about you and how you're annoyed at this girl and how she's done everything that you're doing again and again and again. Let's be honest. When you were looking on Pinterest and you created your vision board, there were a couple things that you couldn't do or there was like a look that you're like, oh, I'm already going in this direction so I can't go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could do your wedding 2.0 for this girl. <gasps> so any cool ideas that you didn't get to do because you can't do it all, do it at her wedding. I love it. Well, you can yes. also you know steer... Her Which then other... makes the vision a little different. Yes. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If there's like a thing that you, if you went all silver and you're like, God, now gold's kind of in, like I really kind of wish I had gone more gold or the marble cake, yep. whatever trendy thing that you were kind of thinking about and wishy-washy about that you're like, you had to choose between A and B and you chose B. Well, like yep. throw out A to her and then you get to see like yeah. a fun vision of something that you don't have to pay for. <laughs> yeah. But you get to kind of see kind of an idea of something I kind of... It. Because you might have, you clearly have a lot of ideas. Throw, Mm -hmm. and all she knows is the ideas that you ended up with. She doesn't know all the ideas that you never got to. Throw her a bone. Give, I mean, open up those, those, those Pinterest boards, make them a little more public, forward shit Mm -hmm. to her, and just flood her with ideas. If you flood her with more ideas that aren't exactly your wedding, maybe that'll really help her. Because maybe right now she doesn't have a lot of options. And yeah. even if she has the exact same wedding than you, it's okay. It's, it's kind of corny. It's also, yeah. by the way, an episode of The Office. So yes, I was thinking about that too. <laughs> yes, right. Pam, Pam's wedding that never happened. Yes, Roy yes. Was then um, Phyllis and 
Vance. Vance from Vance. Vance, yes. Vance refrigerator Repair. Yes. Yeah. yes. And it was like the same invitation and like the same dress. And yes. Pam was sitting there pissed because she never even got to do that wedding. Yeah. You know, and so then she's like, I planned this wedding that never happened. And now this other chick is doing it. Yeah. Find that I episode. That I will, in the show notes, link to that episode for all the listeners, watch but specifically it. you. So that you can yes. watch it yes. and laugh at how like yes. you feel for Pam very much. But I think you're mm-hmm. a super creative mm-hmm. person. And I think at the heart of it, you want to be a good friend. And listen, our friends piss us off sometimes. It's just the nature of humans. Like your friend might it be happened, a little bit yeah. of a bonehead. She might be realizing that she's run- like rubbing you the wrong way. You've known this person a long time. I don't want you to blow up this relationship no. over this. Yeah. Find a way to yeah. empower your friend. Yeah. Right. And everyone needs a good brainstormer. Like I like helping people brainstorm like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And I'm I'm imagining that you do too. I'm thinking you probably like are really creative and love brainstorming. And like I think just even offering someone to bounce ideas off of can be a really helpful role in a wedding. And yeah. so yeah, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Watch the office. Yes. Great. In conclusion, <laughs> watch the office. In conclusion, <laughs> the office is a good watch. In yes. case you didn't know from all the Emmys and the millions of views they've had. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. You heard Thank, it here first. You know. Thank God we're here to keep the office afloat. This is a little show. You may not have heard of it. It's called The Office. <laughs> all right. Well, actor Steve Carell. I don't know if you know him. Okay. I'm going to do story number two. All right. Breaks up. Number two. Dear Wedding Confessionals, I need some help. I'm engaged to be married and really want a wedding. It doesn't have to be big, but I really don't want to elope and neither does my fiance. So what's my issue? It's my family. They all basically hate each other. I wish I was exaggerating, but it's just the truth. No one gets along and a wedding is not going to change that. And what about my fiance's family? Well, they're all wonderful, loving, and kind. So I'm grateful for them. They said they'd support any decision we make about the wedding. I just don't know what to do because I want my family to be at my wedding, but I don't want it to be about them or their feuds. I'm sorry, feud and then in parentheses, the S. So plural. Plural. Yeah, definitely feuds. (laughs) But it would be easier to not invite them, I think. But then that would cause more issues and tensions. So eloping really is the best option. But I don't want my fiance's family to miss out on our wedding just because my family are (laughs) a-holes. Ugh. See what I mean? There's no easy way out of this and I that I can see. Do you have any ideas on how to get out of this one? From stuck between a rock and a hard place. Oh my goodness. First of all, I just want to throw out there that sometimes family sucks and I'm sorry. I know. And you don't pick them and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they're a-holes. Sometimes they're (laughs) a-holes. Congratulations on getting awesome in-laws. Like what an exciting future to marry someone who has has a great family. That's really exciting. Yeah, your fiance sounds like a delight and his family's sweet and at least you're not adding more drama to your life and also your fiance is a total sweetheart for being like, this is your family? Okay. (laughs) I know, yeah. (laughs) Drama. Oh, okay. What do we think? So Hmm. should... Okay, so the main question that we'll have to answer at the mm-hmm. end is, should we elope or should we have a wedding? That's traditional, correct? Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. What this do is tough. we think? This is tough. Because I think yeah. 
you know, we always say, have the wedding that you want. Have the wedding that you want. If you want a wedding, have the wedding. If you want a lope, a lope. Like it's about you and your husband. Um, do I think that if you don't invite your family, that will make your day go easier? Sure, but it might make the rest of your life harder. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I I think this is tough. I mean, there's there's options where you can maybe have the ceremony just between the two of you. You're not necessarily eloping, but you can have the ceremony and then have, you know, a party like reception that's a little more low key and less wedding-y. So there's no, um, you know, no sides to sit down and no table places and you can have it buffet, you can have a little more casual. So you're still getting, you know, some of the same elements of having a wedding, but it's not as formal. So there's less, um, you know, less things for people to get upset about. Because I think that's one of the mm. things that you that they might be worried about. Yeah, who's the bridesmaid? Who sits where? What role do I have? The yeah. hierarchy of everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think um, the first thing my mind went to is just several receptions. Um, obviously this would be easiest if their families are in different locations, because then there's like a really natural excuse. Like I had a friend who, um, had a Boston reception for her husband's family and then a Seattle reception for her family. And they were several months apart, you know? So I think like if they're in different locations, that's super easy of a reason, or even of like, Hey, we want to celebrate in smaller groups with different families, you know, and, or maybe that's, um, you know, doing like an engagement party with one family and then like a post wedding party with another group. Or maybe like if it's like if it's something where like maybe her mom's side of the family kind of gets along and the dad's side of the family kind of gets along, then maybe it's two for her family or just you know, I don't know, just I guess. And the benefit of that is like keep the party going, you know, and kind of have like smaller groupings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Or, like, I mean, if they're all in one city, it's straight up, like, ceremony and peace out, you know? And, like, that would be another way to go is, like, because I see, I could see more drama even happening at the reception than the ceremony as far as, like, that's when the interaction happens. The ceremony, you're sitting there and you're quiet. Um, But that also sounds kind of anticlimactic to just have a ceremony and not a reception. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's fair. Um, Yeah, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I'm with you guys that I feel like you need to have. hmm, How do I put this? You need to have a happy memory somewhere. And if Mm -hmm. sometimes something feels like a family obligation, and that is just something that you've kind of like gritted your teeth and been like, this is just what's going to happen. Fine. But make sure that one part of this is completely purely full of joy so that you have that locked away forever. And maybe that is a courthouse wedding. You know, maybe that is the elopement and then you do the reset. Whatever it is that can make it a guarantee no one's going to fuck it up. Because what I really, Mm -hmm. I really get bummed out about, and it sucks because I've been there, where it's like you want on these magical moments in your life for these people that, have always either let you down or been erratic or just been themselves, which is kind of an a-hole to magically become different people because Mm -hmm. it's your high school graduation or it's your wedding Mm -hmm. or your baby's just born. It's like, 
That's not no. how life works. It's they're, not going to happen. They're still going to be the same person. As much as you want them mm-hmm. to put it aside and be the generic person that you want them to be, they're not yeah. going to be that. And if anything else, usually on these big landmark occasions, they become heightened versions of themselves. Yeah, exactly. So the last thing you want to mm. do is be like, you know what? My mom's kind of a crazy bitch, but she'll show up to the wedding to be super chill because she knows that's what I need of her that day. The odds of that happening are slim. Your mom's going to be amped and freaked out and whatever like terrible traits she's already had before, maybe drunk, but you know, whatever terrible traits or things that you don't like about her to begin with, they're just going to flare up probably more because you're either you know, this is a big day where it's either not about her or you're bringing in family members that she doesn't like, or but I'm just assuming I just threw up mother. I don't actually know what family member that you have the issue with. It sounds like a lot of them, but the idea being (laughs) that what I don't want you to do, and it sounds like you're not. And in general, for everyone out there, don't expect people that have always had a certain personality to magically become better people on one calendar day. It, it doesn't happen. It doesn't magically happen. (laughs) So I think yeah. managing your expectations. What I do like is that you're, yeah, the in-laws sound really nice. Yeah. Thank I'm goodness. She's, she's got to do something with those awesome in-laws. That's exactly. In some way or another. Yes. And Let I love them... that they're supporting no matter what. You yeah. Know? If you want to have mm-hmm. a wedding, we'll be there. If you want to lope, we get it. I will say, if you were to do the courthouse wedding, because I did invite myself to a courthouse wedding a couple years ago. So. <laughs> yep. I'm intimately aware, <laughs> but the space is pretty small and the ceremony's super duper quick. So if you just want to have everyone in the room, because in your back of your brain, you said, I always wanted to have everybody in the room for this thing. You could do mm-hmm. a courthouse wedding and then a series of receptions or a yeah. quick dinner afterwards. Another idea I have that mm-hmm. came up where you guys were chatting, not that I wasn't listening to you guys. Oh, yes. The wheels were turning. <laughs> yep. Is that if the reception is big enough, these people won't get to interact. Yeah. If you invite True. enough people and you have the tables far enough apart, not only will they not have to interact, but you will be so busy with everything else that even if drama does show up, it won't get to you. You won't know. Yeah. I'm just Pat saying. It. Pat it. with. Guests. I don't know what like your budget is, but if you got, if go you it. got a 200 plus space, you can make this work. And you know what you do yeah. too? You pat it exactly with coworkers. Yep. You pat it with yep. a lot of people from his side. You pat it with mm-hmm. a lot of fun friends and you just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just squish the room and then you have all these tables and you just put, you know, your aunt, you know, Karen, who doesn't get along Keeps with them on opposite Uncle sides. Joey. And man, they don't see each other. This does sound like a wedding where assigned seating would be a good plan. If that's oh, the case. yeah. Yeah. If you're doing yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So if, yeah. if this super fun, yeah. cool in-law family has got dough and wants to throw a big ass wedding. <laughs> Ooh. Think about yeah. it. Yeah, how super cool is this family? That's what I want to know. Yeah. yeah. I've written them to be now wealthy. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> Just for Put fun. That in parentheses on yeah, the email. but I think yeah. you either go super small and really short or super big and absentee of your interest in them. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend. I mean, fortunately, like, I'm really thankful I have this lovely family who gets along and stuff, but I have one of my really good friends has, um, 
a family where there has been a lot of drama and really nasty divorce between her parents. And so I've just been so proud of her through the years. And first of all, I think she's done a good job of sticking up for herself. Um, She was 21 and had a daughter and straight up told her parents, like, if you even let my daughter know that you two have drama, you won't see her. And she just like laid it out for them. And it was pretty effective because you want to see your grandbaby, don't you? You know, and so I think Mm -hmm. that was really great. And then a few years later, she got married. And um, I mean, everyone came and like she had both her parents walk her down the aisle. And she was like, as much as I agree in that in general, like people don't change. You Like selfish people are going to be selfish. Drama people are going to be drama. I think also like she was strict enough with them that she was just like, you want to be a part of this. These are my expectations. And she just like. And they, like, both walked her down the aisle, and it all worked out. And these are people that, like, had crazy drama. And then also she had a big enough wedding, like you were saying, that they could all interact with their pals and their family members that they did get along with and didn't have to, like, directly do as much interaction with the people that they really didn't like. And, I mean, it all worked out. And then she got some fun friends in there, and that worked out real well, too. So, yeah. That's a good point. Lay down the law. Yeah. Yeah. And not only lay it down, but really be like, if you don't do this, you're not invited. Yep. Like if you cause shit, like you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I like that. Drop the rules. Yep. Let them know. (laughs) Good answer. And let us know how it goes. Yeah. Because now I'm curious and I'm sorry that your family is annoying, but I'm glad that you're married into cool people. They sound fun. I think what would really solve it is if um, Brooke and Pam were your MCs. I feel like then they'll, <laughs> oh. they'll just call them out. You guys could just call out the family members and be like, Aunt Karen, drama. go back to your table. Here. You're needed on stage. We're going to hash this out tonight. <laughs> oh, no. That's <laughs> where Brooke goes. Or you guys goes. just like start calling people up for like, <laughs> oh you see God. drama and you're like, who wants to help cut the cake? I bet this lady does. And like, just <laughs> who is inept? Give them the knife. <laughs> you know, what's really going to help this family drama is if everyone a has cake. a knife. <laughs> right. Family members that don't get along. Let's give them a knife. Give them knives. Yes. Yep. Oh yep. God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my oh, God. No. So stupid. Such a bad idea. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, confessional number three. So this is kind well, of unconventional. It I'm is. gonna let you yes. take the wheel. Go for it, Cheryl. Thanks. I mean, this is my podcast, so I feel like it's only right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We're yeah, gonna check course. out. I'm gonna take <laughs> yeah. Ruth on a walk. I'll be back yeah. in thirty. Okay, I'll see you guys a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I actually brought my own um, confessional for the evening. Um, this is one that I actually wrote into another podcast about two years ago. Um, amazingly, I was able to find the episode where they read my question and it's just cause I have a good memory and remember where I was when I listened to it and was like, check my calendar for when that happened. That's um, amazing. Cause I'm weird like that. <laughs> I think it's like a so, podcast within a podcast. This is fun. Yes. Yeah. This is very meta of us. So this event actually happened for over four years ago, but two years ago, I realized I listened to the podcast, my brother, my brother and me, it's a maximum fun podcast. It's these three brothers that they call it a comedy advice podcast. And a couple of years ago, I was like wondering if I had anything to write in. And I was like, Oh, I had this weird thing happen at a wedding or around a wedding. And I was like, they would, they would get a kick out of it. And so if listeners want to check out, um, you know what it is, it's, um, from April, April 4th, 2016 is when they read the question. 
And if we get specific with it, I believe we are 18 or 19 minutes to the end of the, hold on, hold on. At 42:46 as the time nice. stamp. <laughs> the episode is episode 297 called Justin Wide. Um so there's where you can hear I I am I forget what I signed it sensible in Seattle or something like that. But um, nice. <laughs> so um this is one that my co-host Beth and I experienced together a few years ago with a good friend of ours. Um we were uh we were both bridesmaids in this wedding. And really, there's a lot in this situation that, like, now reflecting on it makes me realize, like, oh, that's why it didn't go well. Such as there were five of us in the wedding and the four of us bridesmaids. We all knew each other. We were all single and childless. And the maid of honor didn't know any of us and was married with a two-year-old and a baby on the way. So, like, to be fair, that's not a recipe for, like, Everybody just super understanding each other's points of view and getting along super well. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, what's wrong with this lady? Um, so <laughs> oh, it, like, I don't have enough life experience to understand this. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Looking back, I like felt like I had a lot more compassion because I was like, if I didn't know any of the other girls, I mean, who knows? You know, but so I had offered to the bride because she was like trying to figure out who to be the maid of honor and then like decided on this girl and like but I think kind of wanted my help with some planning stuff. And I was like, I don't care what my role is. Like I will happily help with whatever. And so this maid of honor and I, first of all, co-planned the bridal shower together. And that was not co-planning with anybody that you've never met before is like not the best plan. Yeah. And yeah. And then she and I are also, we're both super into event planning and also got like super hard headed about like, <laughs> our oh, ideas no. it, it was it was oh, just no. a little tough i'm better at just fully taking the reins or like too many cooks yeah yes yeah so that was already tough so then that but it happened and it was whatever it just took more time than it was needed but it was a lovely little bridal shower and then it came time to plan the bachelorette party and so the bride told us she just wanted the wedding part the just the bridal party to come so that was easy because we we're like we don't need to work on like an invite list or whatever So the five of us girls start this group message, like brainstorming. And this one girl threw out like, hey, how about we go like get a hotel room like downtown Seattle, go bar hopping, crash at the hotel room, brunch in the morning. And we're like, cool, cool, cool. That sounds great. And then the maid of honor responded and she she was pregnant at the time. She was due three weeks before the wedding and we were thinking of doing this like one week before the wedding so she responds and she says yeah that all sounds great as long as you're okay sharing a hotel room with a two-week-old baby so she wanted to bring her baby to the bachelorette party no 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 (laughs) so before i tell you anymore i just want to hear like you get this question on your podcast the question is what should we how how do we respond oh so she sends you an email that says how do you feel about a two week old at the bachelorette party it actually a little more assertive it was um that sounds great as long as you're okay with a two week old being there as well the two-week-old isn't okay with being there (laughs) no and neither is she pamela you've been with child twice two times so you jesus take the wheel what should you say (laughs) um 
well, I think I said this the other night, lovely pregnant ladies are hormonal. Um, and she was probably feeling overwhelmed because it was four against one. Um, mm-hmm. And she was probably, I, I, I mean, I'd probably feel, I don't know, if you guys didn't really know her, then there's already that awkwardness there. Yeah. So, yeah. you you know, you're feeling ganged up on, you're feeling hormonal, you're feeling you're about to have this baby, which is just like, oh my God, if she was that close to the end, you're like, get this baby out. So there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. And the fact that that was an email that she received going, oh, great. So they just want to have this bachelorette party without me because that's what mm-hmm. bar hopping says, you know, a bar hopping mm-hmm. and going to, you know, out. I, I mean... And, and But here's the thing, too, is that it's not about her. That's what I was about mm. to say. It's not, mm-hmm. it's I can not see, about you, girl. I can see where she's coming from, but she is. it's not about her. And if that's what the mentality is, it's like, it's not your guys' fault that she's pregnant. You tap out. But and I you don't... go to what you want to. And you go, like, if you want to go out to dinner, say, hey, maybe can we just, like, make it dinner early enough so I can go? And then you guys go bar hopping. Or she goes and to the brunch it. the next day. Or the brunch the next mm-hmm. day. Yes. You do. Mm-hmm. Go to Listen. what you can go to. Yeah. You're that, but, you're that pregnant. Yeah. Come on, man. You know you're not going to shit. No. Like, honestly, <laughs> no. like, that was a passive aggressive email. You yes. know you're not going to shit. Yep. You knew when you signed yeah. to be this woman's maid of honor or whatever that you looked at the calendar was like, hmm, I understand math. I'm not, <laughs> I'm going to either have a baby by now or be super duper pregnant. So I'm probably tapping down on the bachelorette party. And yep. that's okay because I'm dealing with my own really big life moment. And everyone will be sympathetic and not expect me to be there. Because the, yep. were you guys yeah. giving the impression like she would be shitty if she didn't show up? Yeah. I mean, it was, I think, one yeah. of those things where she like 100% expected that she would be a part of it. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. That's dumb on her. But were you giving her the pressure that she had to be there? I mean, not at that point. That was really just like the brainstorming stage. Yeah. And so what we ended what we ended up doing is like, so Beth and I were living together at the time. And when I was younger, I used to be someone who just said yes to everything and said everything was okay when it wasn't. And I've learned like when something's not okay, I have to say something, especially when someone gives you the opportunity to say, hey, as long as you're okay with a baby is be like, no, like they're giving you the opportunity to say, no, I'm not okay with the baby, you know? And so <laughs> that's not a good so idea. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Beth and I were just like staring at each other for a while. Like we can't say we're okay with this. We're not okay. And so what we ended up kind of doing is that's just really shitty like, of her. Clearly yeah. a baby's not cool with being a bachelorette party. No, <laughs> the baby's not cool with it. The mom's not cool with it. The people at the bachelor. No one's cool. No one's excited yeah. for the scenario. No. Yeah. And I even and called I like the bride because I was but come really, on. I know. Yeah. I was really hoping because you guys know the ultimate card to play at a wedding is saying it's for the bride or saying it's what the bride wants. If you say this is what the bride wants, you win True. any argument ever. <laughs> so my goal was I was like, gonna call the bride, be like, here's the deal. Tell me what you want. What do you want this party to be? And she she's so lovely. She's such a peacemaker that she was just like, I just want to have a great time and whatever it is, I'm going to love it. And the most important thing is that you're all there and I'm sure you guys can work it out. <laughs> and it was like, well, clearly we can't cause I'm calling you right now, but yeah. <laughs> she that's fucked up. 
She should have said, she you know was, what? I'm sure at that nice. point in her wedding planning also, she's dealing with so many fires that you brought yeah. her another yeah. problem. She's like, I don't have time Deal for with this it. shit. I have so <laughs> many. Like, like, honestly, it's a fucking party. Yes. I have so many. Like, I don't give a shit. You yeah. guys in charge of yeah. that dumb thing. There are 18 other dumb problems. Yeah. I'm fighting with my yeah. fiance. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> There's some financial thing you don't know about. And something at work is awful. And like, I don't give a shit about this goddamn bachelorette party. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Well, And from her perspective, it's like, you guys are supposed to plan me this. Party, yeah. Don't bring me a problem. Me with, like an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like, to be fair, you know, it was like, okay, well that strategy didn't work. At all. <laughs> 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 we did is we started pitching other ideas because I was like, let's get creative. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And we came up with, because Beth and I lived together. We had another roommate. So what we decided is like, let's do girls night in. Still fun. Baby can, if baby has to be there, baby can be there. You know, like we'll just do a fun hangout, like more like sleepover type of thing. We got the other roommate to agree to not stay there that night so that this maid of honor could have her room and have her own space to sleep and be with her baby. And so we had this whole plan with that. And then it was like, well, I don't know, maybe I just won't spend the night. And so then we worked on like, okay, well, if you're not going to spend the night, then maybe we could do like this other thing later in the evening and just do more like a tame, like go to dinner and then she goes home and then we go do what we want to do. And then it was like, or maybe, and it like her ideas of what she was going to do kept changing and so we kept like adjusting to her and then finally what we ended up with and then at one point she was like i don't know maybe i'll leave my baby home with my husband and it was like why was that like plan a like if you're willing to leave your baby at home because that's never gonna happen if it's a week or two week old baby that's not gonna oh bitch (laughs) (laughs) she's just overwhelmed i promise you that woman at that point in her life is just like desperately clinging like i want to do something fun. to the fun yeah and i'm yes. sad that i don't yeah. get to do the fun thing and yeah. you guys are gonna have fun She's without me honor and my ankles yeah. hurt and this sucks yeah. <laughs> right all, all true yeah right heartburn <laughs> yes oh oh my yes, gosh all and of I think it she also you just like, hurt yeah i just think she just didn't understand like you can't bring a baby to a bar because even with our end what we ended up doing is we did a baby in a bar there was a point where one of the other girls called this place that we were actually it was a bar that we were considering going to dinner to and the maid of honor was like oh i'm sure it'll be fine so one of the other girls who was feeling like very uncomfortable with this straight up called them and asked them and they were like well yeah the baby's under 21 so it can't come here <laughs> Oh my god! So we just put a lot of makeup on the baby. Like, it'll pass for twenty one. It's be fine. fine. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah, just a mustache or something, and it'll be good. Fake ID for the god. baby. <laughs> so yeah, what we ended up doing it was a fun night. The bride had a great time. We went to dinner. We went took her lingerie shopping because apparently that's fine for babies to do. <laughs> and then we we like went back to our place and we did sleep there that night. But what we did is I hired. A baby, I this maid of honor finally agreed to let me hire a babysitter to watch the baby for like an hour, and we went to like a nearby bar. Like, let's go out and do one thing without the baby. And so, <laughs> your faces are so good. I now. hate wow. this compromise. Wow, she should have just not been there. Yes, just step no, away. No, in a step away. Yes, yeah, just step away. Yeah. What she should have done is oh. let you guys plan the rage fun night that you had. 
And then at some point passed the baby to her husband and like, I'll be back in two hours. Do a cameo, yeah. waved everybody, give a hug, hey do a dance yeah. and get yeah. out and then join you for yeah. brunch maybe the next day. But like, yes. come on. Ah, that bums yeah. me out. Your friend wanted a yeah. rage and she got kind of a, a dud. <laughs> Did she enjoy it? Well, and she enjoyed she it. And the like thing a is like heart though. Yeah. Your friend She's is so bride. sweet. She Nicer genuinely just wanted yeah. to spend time with us. Like she really, <laughs> she just wanted to spend time with her girls and we had a good time together. And like, and now Beth and I just laugh about the time when like, the, the maid of honor nursed at the table while we were at dinner and we watched the other girls faces freak out and we're like this is a bachelorette <laughs> party right now welcome to womanhood oh my goodness <laughs> birth control that's what that is wow oh, yeah <laughs> oh man that's the opposite yeah. of a rage night yeah <laughs> oh girl so yeah if you guys want to hear the brother's response you should probably also listen to that it went in a slightly I'm different direction very um, <laughs> intrigued yes. yes we will definitely link they to really, that episode they really um earned their explicit rating with this one we'll just <gasps> say <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness all right were they not so, as compassionate as we that. were for the new mother <laughs> Oh, Yikes. boy. I think the, the thing is, like, it was a very sweet bride, and I think she genuinely enjoyed herself. And so it was like, okay, that's like, well, mission. That's what, matters. that's what it's about. Yeah. It's about us creating a fun night for her. It's not about, like, us having a fun night for ourselves, really. And so it was like, it all, it all, tell that to that, tell that to new the mother. <laughs> yes. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> it sucks when sometimes the right decision is to la- not be involved, you know? Yeah. For example, was this her first first baby it was her second she had a oh fuck this bitch yeah i'm out, I'm yeah. out. you know then <laughs> all like, the I compassion's gone yes yeah yeah done yeah yeah i'm out too boom yeah because <laughs> i was gonna say i felt bad because um you know, my friend An- uh andy that was on um mm-hmm. i helped uh plan her bachelorette party and then was too sick to be able to go. So like literally Aww. she drove up to my house and I was like, hello and handed her a bag of like penis whistles and magic <laughs> mic on DVD and was like, enjoy you go. Have fun. And like, could I have gone and just done like NyQuil, DayQuil the whole time and like been like a snotty, gross mess and like a zombie character on this weekend? Yes. But yeah, I did recognize that I was like, this is really ruining the tone of the weekend. And now we're worried about my <laughs> ailing friend. I'm like, I'll just tap out. Like, it's a bummer. But, you yeah. know, this isn't about me. So it's like, let I'm me really, do what I can yes. as a friend and then enjoy your weekend. Here's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing you at the Bachelorette in pajamas and stilettos and a boa just like drinking your chicken noodle soup and holding a cocktail in your hand and be like <laughs> with an IV strapped to my arm yes. just dancing and you're like I got this guys no we're gonna party so hard tonight <laughs> it's pretty accurate I see it too oh my god well oh that's all god. of our confessionals I love it <laughs> we did it Woo-hoo! we did it Ready to go on to bridal breaks? Yeah. Bridal breaks. For any of our new listeners, bridal breaks are just suggestions that we give not only to brides, but anyone helping to plan a wedding of something to do that has nothing to do with weddings. Mm -mm. So you can enjoy your life. Yeah. And um, do these fun things. So that when. Yeah. Take a beat. Yeah. Enjoy things. And then come back to wedding planning a little more namaste. 
<laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, mine's not. Mine's go. a little. Mine's a little chaotic, but it's fine. Pam <laughs> usually gives a beverage. Yes. Is that what's going to happen this time? It's a beverage. <gasps> Surprise! It's Surprise. a beverage. Okay, hit me. All right. So my beverage for the day is um is because my co-host here is from Georgia. She's my little Georgia peach. You said before we started recording that you chose this drink because you just came from a wedding that was in Georgia. You didn't even reference me. And then you you yelled at me. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, for the podcast, I guess I better call it after my co-host. You're Georgia peach. And you were like, whatever. That is not what I said. You said. Do you guys need? Do you guys need to go to counseling, or what are we doing right now? <laughs> We're gonna hash it all Marriage out. She just wants right to fight now. with somebody Pretty tonight. She is feisty. I'm ready to go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You did go to a wedding though. We didn't even talk I did. about that. I know. Ugh, Pam went to a wedding. I'm so jealous. I did. Aww, it was fun. You it was said. fun. We'll chat about it. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. Sorry. What's her bridal break? <laughs> So it's called the Sweet Georgia Peach Smash. It's a recipe from Pizza Zuri. Pizza Zuri. Um, sure. And it is delicious. It's really easy. It has um, peach slices, some lemon juice, some simple syrup, and whiskey or bourbon. And then top it off with a splash of seltzer water. I would drink the shit out of that drink. Doesn't that sound so yeah. good? Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. Like that I was amazing. In the beginning, I was like a little too sweet. And then he threw in the whiskey and I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yum. Sweet Georgia peach smash. Sweet Georgia peach smash. Say that 10 times fast. I'm going to try three. Okay. Sweet Georgia peach smash. Sweet Georgia peach smash. Sweet Georgia peach smash. <laughs> That wasn't that bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. After Brooke has had a few, that's what she is. So there we go. (laughs) Ayo. Truth. Somebody knows me pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) So um, my bridal break for this week is um, a newer podcast that's out there that's starting to blow up. Um, So I know a couple weeks ago I... um, gave the suggestion of watching Netflix's revival of um, Queer Eye. And then um, another person came on, Danielle came on and also started suggesting Queer Eye from Netflix, the Mm -hmm. new one. So um, also on top of obviously the double down of us obviously loving that show because it's wonderful. um, One (laughs) of the guys that's uh, one of the Queer Eye guys, um, Jonathan Van Ness, who's the hairstylist with like the long brown hair, who's super funny. He has his own podcast now called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And the idea of the podcast is he's only given 30 minutes to interview somebody on any topic that he finds interesting. And he literally covers what's going on with bees. Like the idea that bees are starting to, the population of bees Mm -hmm. is going down. Like, Uh you know, the ecological issues of it. Yep. He will talk to somebody about um, what's going on in China. Like it's just basically any topic that he thinks is interesting. He's just like, let's come on and talk about it. 
And he finds an expert, anything that he's interested in, brings them on. And the thing about it is that it's rapid fire questions. But he Mm. does it in such a way that he's so fun and cute and adorable that he keeps you excited about even sort of like what you would think maybe is a more mundane and serious topic. Mm -hmm. And he makes it exciting. And because it's only 30 minutes, the person talking is really trying to get out as much information as possible. So even if the person starts to like, he's like, cool, cool, cool. Okay, jumping, jumping, jumping. Okay, I have a question about this. And my favorite thing about the, the the podcast is that at some point someone will be saying something really serious and Jonathan's response will be cute. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like never a point where no. you would use the word. He's like, oh, that's cute. And it's like, that's not, I mean, sure, but what? <laughs> Can we have him run all of the political debates from now on? Because that would be perfect. Yes. Half hour. And that's the thing about it is that, you know, on the show, (laughs) if you watch the uh, queer, uh, the reboot on Netflix is that you get this impression from the get go, like from the first three seconds, like, oh, he's just this flighty, like airhead kind of guy. Meanwhile, he's super smart and really thoughtful and Mm -hmm. just his mind is going so fast that sometimes they can't keep up on camera. That's what comes up in this podcast. Like this guy is a legit, like super smart man. Nice. It's just the way he expresses himself comes across as silly, but he's Mm -hmm. processing things and asking Mm -hmm. really interesting questions. And again, he's just always curious, which I think is always a good thing to be because that means you give a shit. Yeah. So getting curious with Jonathan Venice. Cute. Cute. (laughs) God damn it. Okay, Cheryl, what is your bridal break? I'm so sorry, but I have two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, man. This was going so well. You don't have to apologize to me. I'm comfortable. We were going to be friends. We were. Do you want me to stop recording now, Pam? Is it over? Cut it. Yeah, yeah. She wouldn't let me fight with you before, but now it begins. Oh, man. Oh, and I thought we were going to be friends, and it's just not going to go down now. Here's here's what might win you over, though, is the reason I have two is mm-hmm. because I've been listening to you guys, being inspired by all of your cocktails that you talk about, and I love making a fun cocktail. Ooh. So I have one that's not one, and then I was Flattery. like... Flattery. I love I kinda it. I got to just share this recipe with you. So this is more of like a person-to-person, like everyone else can just listen in for a moment. Okay. But really, like, I just need to tell you about this drink. And off there, we were talking about gin... And it's yes. a gin drink. And so, um, all right. So, um, I've been falling in love with making rosemary sweet in things like sugar and rosemary in some capacity or another. And so, mm. um, this is a rosemary gimlet. Um, I know I've talked Ooh. about fun cooking stuff. Oh. It's actually super easy to make. So, a gimlet, you know, is just gin and lemon juice and simple syrup. But what you do is you make rosemary simple syrup. So, it's like this lemon rosemary sweet drink. It's so good. Um, making rosemary simple syrup is so easy. All you do is do equal parts sugar and water. So like cup of sugar, cup of water, mm-hmm. couple sprigs rosemary, bring it to a boil, let it boil for one minute, take it off of like, just take it off the heat. I'm losing mm-hmm. all of my words right now. Um, <laughs> just let it sit. <laughs> just let it sit for 45 minutes, strain it, and then you're done. You have rosemary simple syrup. And so it's that and lemon juice and gin. I would say just whatever parts feel right to you, whatever quantities and stuff. Um, and it is so delicious. Oh, my goodness. That it's sounds so amazing. Good. I love it's really good. the smell and taste of rosemary. And when we moved into this house, we planted a lot of rosemary bushes in the front because they're Aww. low water and high sun, which is really good for Southern California. Nice. But Ruth loves to run around in them. 
And then when she comes into the house, she you pick her up. Like she smells like a roasted chicken. <gasps> <laughs> and she kind of feels like one because she's a little pudgy. It's great. Yeah, but I, I love say, rosemary. My little Gracie feels like a chicken to me, too. So that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're in. Yeah. I like that yeah, drink. Yeah, I like that a lot. That sounds amazing. It's what, really good. What is drink number two? Or what is bridal drink okay. number two? The other one is a, a food one, actually. Um, and so it's called Drunk Pasta. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Don't We're joke. In. Listen, mm-hmm. we can talk about that drunk pasta for another it's like, 45 minutes. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to go home and make it. We just talk about drunk pasta. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So the other one is actually from um, something that one of my coworkers, my coworker who I was sharing about who got married a couple months ago, she did this while she was engaged. And I was like, this girl is so rad. Cause she was just one of those people that was like, not obsessed with her wedding. And she was this engaged woman who was able to have conversations that were not about her wedding and like continue to be a good friend and everything. And it was really exciting. So uh, about a month after getting engaged, she told me like, you know, my fiance and I, we think it'd be really fun to um, try all the donut places in town and do like a taste test together and then decide what we think the best donut place is. And she was like, and we're, we live at this camp. So we live like 45 minutes from town. We're in the middle of nowhere up in the woods. And like, so we are this like tight little community that's here. Like we work together and also we're like friends and neighbors and all this stuff. So she was like, it'll be fun to do with all of our staff. So we thought it'd be fun as like a little staff fun donut eating day. All of this I assumed was because I was like, well, they probably are having donuts at the reception. Like that's Mm -hmm. an engaged couple is taste testing the donuts in town. That's probably what's going down. Um, And then later, like a few weeks later, she's talking about their cake. And I was like, I thought you were having donuts. And she's like, no, why'd you think that? And I was like, why are you taste testing donuts? And she was like, because we like donuts. And it sounded like something (laughs) (laughs) And so like totally unrelated to their wedding. They just decided to do this fun thing with their friends where they tasted all the donuts in town. And her fiance, who was like the sweetest guy ever, he actually brought them to us so he went into town and picked up all these donuts and then we like did a blind taste test and we like tried each of the maple bars against each other and like discussed Mm. it and did votes and like it was it was pretty intense and it was at the end of this really big christmas weekend that our staff put on and so we were all pretty tired so we just got to like sit around and eat donuts and so um yeah doing a taste test is a really fun little distraction unrelated to your wedding taste test like nothing to do Mm -hmm. with the wedding and so yeah. That's a cool really idea. That's a fun. Yeah. That's a fun break. I um, like it. You have to tell us what was the best donut. Yeah. Um, okay, so it was funny because there was like this little non-chain donut shop in town, and we thought like, well, obviously they're going to be the best one. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a couple grocery stores that have bakeries in them in our town, and then there was like a Krispy Kreme. And the Krispy Kreme, you could tell like so easily because it tasted so sweet to the point where you couldn't taste the flavor of the donut, which is why they're like classic, puffy, amazing one is really good. And everything else was just whatever. Um, The non-Shane one was actually the one we hated. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) It was so sad. I wanted, I was like, I wanted to be good. It just wasn't good. But then it was just this random little grocery store that like, all the reviews online had said it's like a sketchy grocery store and has a really good bakery. And it's true. They had <laughs> their their bakery, like their donuts were amazing. And so actually for her wedding day, I picked up a bunch of the maple bars from there and brought them. And I was like, nice. hey, guys, these are your donuts. And so that was really fun. So. That's cool. 
Don't discount the <laughs> yeah. grocery stores. I would have never thought about grocery stores. I wouldn't stores. have either. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. That's a good thought. Because they have bakeries inside yeah. of them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God, now really I want new. a donut. After my drunken pasta. pasta and the rosemary <laughs> gimlet. Oh, my God. I like talking about food. Oh, it happens. me too. <laughs> this is great. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, so, man. Oh, my God. Cheryl, thank you for being on our show. Yes. So, thank you for having me. This was so fun. So I know we did it last week, but plug the shit out of your podcast. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> Twist so, um, my arm. I guess I'll talk about it. Um, so um, Beth and I have this podcast together called Old Maids. Um, we're a little over a year in at this point. Um, when we started it, we were both like super single, like no relationship or dating or anything for like over six years each. Um, and so our original tagline was um, appreciating the everyday circumstances of being a single woman in the 21st century. And we would share like single things we did each week, things that like really made us feel super single. And then every episode we watch a piece of media that features some single characters. And we talk about like, what are the messages that like our culture has to say about single people a lot of them are not great because a lot of them present singleness as a problem that needs to be fixed. Um, right. And then this um, is a plot device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's really fun then also finding little gems where you're like, oh, actually, like solid message here. And, so, and we just love, we love TV and movies. So it's also fun. To just, it's a bit of a TV movie podcast, but not focusing on that as much. Um, and then, for our podcast, both of us did online dating and now we're both in relationships. <laughs> that you met through the online oh dating. Oh my goodness. Yes, that we did specifically for the podcast. <laughs> oh my God. If you build it, they then, will come. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy, I've just been dating this guy for like a month and a half, but it's like super great. And it like, I've just been someone who's super upfront. So like, he just, I told him about the podcast right away. And then very quickly was like, Hey, I'm going to be talking about you on this podcast. Cause we just talk about what's going on in our lives. And yeah. he mm-hmm. was just, he thinks it's funny and he's cool with it. And so like, that's the right type of person for me. Cause I'm just going to share what's going on. But nice. so we've kind of rebranded a little bit. Um, we're start, I think our tagline now is like, we're both unmarried women. And while most women our age want to talk about their husbands and babies, we want to talk about the single life and we still want to have on a lot of single guests and still like celebrate that. Cause we lived like almost all of our twenties as single women. Um, and then we are also to keep ourselves in check each episode. We share something that um, we call puke worthy. So like, what's like <laughs> the most puke worthy thing that happened with your boyfriend this week, essentially, where we just like make fun of how pathetic we are in relationships. Cause you got to keep that perspective. I like the there, theme so. song yes. for that, for that segment, which is just bleh. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Well, and now my boyfriend knows about it. So if he says something really cute, we'll just be like, because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep yourself in check. People in relationships are ridiculous. So you know, it's, it's like true. you gotta mm-hmm. keep that in mind. So <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys should definitely check it out. It's very funny. Yep. And uh, I've been married a long time, fun. but I still really like it. Yeah. And, yeah and it's just funny because also if you're if you like weddings the last couple episodes you guys were talking about weddings yeah so like yeah. unrelated to, just like happened to, to stars align yeah, yeah stars align. well and in the 
in this summer we do a wedding series because you know you got to talk about weddings in the summer so i'm sure we'll have you guys on for wedding season coming up Heck you know yeah. you got to talk about all those wedding movies and everything i've already so, been yeah. pitching them i've been pitching the steel magnolias <laughs> yes I, I got dibs on steel magnolias that was so yours hard. right southerner <laughs> yeah man i got that cake yeah, i know I love it. <laughs> that fucking cake that was expensive <laughs> and worth it. <laughs> worth it. Pamela. Yeah. Are you ready to plug our stuff? Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to grab my little clipboard. going to grab my little pen. So click. Um, Pamela, we like to quiz her at the end of the every episode of all the different ways that you can learn about wedding confessionals and all the different stuff that we have. You ready? Yes. Pamela. We have a website. We it do. has a lot of stuff on it that's very helpful, including show notes to yeah. every episode. Yes. Give you little pictures, little links to little everything fun. we're talking about. Um, what is the name of that website? Weddingconfessionals.com. We're also all over social media. Where can you find us? You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Where can you find those links? Because they're not all the same. You can find them all on WeddingConfessionals.com. We do not have the same handles across board. We're sloppy. Ooh, it's because our name is too long. We tried. I know. Wedding Confessionals is too long for Twitter, so they fucked yep. us up. <laughs> Come on, Twitter. I know. I know. Fucking Twitter. Um, <laughs> we want you to send us your confessionals. We love them. Yes. They're so fun for us to sit and gossip and chat about. They're totally anonymous. Yep. And they're all in good fun. Yeah. If you want to send them to us, Pamela, where should you email? You can email us at weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail. We will transcribe it. We do not mm -hmm. use your voice because, nope. again, we're trying to be anonymous. That number is 434-933-2663. 434-933-2663. Didn't even look at the clipboard. Wow. Look at you. I'm just saying I finally memorized a number. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular way people like to get in touch with us is to go to our website, which is what again, Pam? Weddingconfessionals.com. And click on what tab? Tell us your secret. From there, all you have to do is just click on the little box that says name, write in whatever lie you want to write in. Yeah. And then the box where it says, tell us your secret. You just gossip, 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 ask questions. Vent, My vent, friend's vent. being crazy. Yep. She got a car. I got a car. And then you hit submit. <laughs> yep. And then we will take that question and talk about it. We will. And give you solid advice. We do our best. We try. <laughs> <laughs> um one of the places you can find our podcast is on apple podcast slash itunes mm -hmm. um they always want us to tell you to give us ratings and reviews so that we move up the list so that pe more people can find our show yeah uh pamela on top of giving reviews they want us to give ratings with a certain number of stars what do you like that number is five pam loves five stars i do what do i love stars i love honesty no you love five stars <laughs> Let's be honest. I love following your heart to five stars. There we go. <laughs> Bam. Besides Apple Podcast, mm -hmm. we have a lot of different places you can find our podcast. So many. So last week we talked about that you can now find us on Spotify. Yes. Um, as of literally today. Yes, we have a new one. Girl, we're on another one. It's true. Do you remember what it is? I Heart Radio. I Heart Radio. Yeah. Which is so exciting Yay. for me because I used to listen. Thank you. We used to listen. I used to listen to I Heart Radio like while jogging 
so many years ago, but they just started recently adding podcasts. They did. Are we on that list, y'all? Yeah. So, yeah, yes. girls. So we've got Apple Podcasts, we got mm-hmm. Spotify, and we got iHeartRadio. Yep. What are the rest of them, Pamela? Google Play, yeah. Stitcher, Player FM, Podbean, Podcast Land, Podcast Attic, Podcast Republic. Are you looking at my clipboard? No. Okay, I'm turning it away. Keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not cheating. You mm-hmm. just ruined my like my flow. You need you um, need some distractions. Go. Downcast, yeah. Overcast, Castro, Pocket Cast. One more. It's not a bag, but it comes in a. What? It's a gift that wasn't in a bag. It was wrapped in a box. Cast box. Cast box. Cast box. <laughs> I was there. It was. I was like, "Where is she going?" I with thank this? you. This is like I'm taboo, like, uh... and we're both failing. <laughs> taboo. I'm terrible at taboo. Clearly, oh, I love taboo. <laughs> <laughs> Not good at it. It gives me anxiety. What's the one with the ball that you have to pass the ball around and keeps going? Oh, catchphrase? Oh, it's catchphrase. Fuck catchphrase. That one's fun. Catchphrase is easier than taboo, though, because there aren't other words you can Yeah, that's say. true, but it's just the heart. It gets to... You and Jenga. and don't heart. Oh, my goodness. I don't like the stress. Life is stressful enough. Why don't you invent ways to be stressed out? Yeah, but you played don't that. Don't understand. You played that one singing game that I got tortured through, and you loved that. I literally know no one that enjoys that game. Except for you. What's the singing game? What? It's oh, my God. some game. I'll have to find it. I don't know who gave it to me. I think my buddy Paul. And... <laughs> I adore it. It's like you have to just name songs that have lyrics in it that has the word that's on the card. And my oh. brain just absorb, absorbs lyrics naturally. And everyone Got else it. is like, I don't fucking know. Yep. And it really yeah. is just me excited at a table with three other people, like just glaring. Being like, tortured. Being like, now. when can we go to dinner? <laughs> so we don't After play five that rounds. game anymore. <laughs> I know. Poor bro. Totally. <laughs> One more time, guys. No? No? No. Yeah. God. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> well, that's it, man. That's it. Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you oh, so thank much. You. It was so fun. It was such a delight. And we can't wait to be on your show very soon. Yes. This summer. Yes. Coming this summer to yes. a podcast thank- near you. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. The gang will bit get together again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we will definitely see you this summer. And Pammy, I will see you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song, and to Ramsey Malay and Brian Maylard for their technical support, which we desperately needed. Want to make sure you don't miss a single episode? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, and make sure to give us a five-star rating, or I guess a four if you're being judgy like us. If you have a crazy story to tell or need some advice, you can reach us by going to our website, weddingconfessionals.com. Or you can email us at weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Or leave us a voice message at 434-933-2663. That's 434-933-2663. And as always, we will never reveal the names in order to protect the innocent and the annoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're looking for those links, you can find those and more at our website, which you haven't figured out by now is weddingconfessionals.com. See you guys next time. Bye.